Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gone Day Podcast. This week we talked to our good friend Chris Trong. Chris is a firefighter, and in this episode we talked to him just to learn more about him and how he got to where he is and what it's like growing up. It was a really fun chat. It's always a good time with Chris and just can't wait for y'all to hear it. Enjoy the episode and we'll see you later. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Gambe. Linda, what are you drinking today? Oh, today I'm drinking some rum with, you know, the only juice I have in my house is the juice that belongs to my daughter. (laughs) It's some, uh, I think it's fruit punch Capri Sun. And my mom was side eyeing me because I didn't have any alcohol for today's episode. So I got some from my neighbor and she was like, I gave you, uh, it's like, what is this called? A red bean sweet soup soup yes yeah if you know you know so she gave me that so i'm I'm mixing and i don't think this is what people mean when they're like mixing darks and lights no nope. because i have you look at look at this <laughs> so yeah i'm mixing my darks and my lights some soup and some alcohol what are you drinking chris i'm drinking a celsius energy drink so i'm usually half dead asleep and half tired so this is the only way i can actually function throughout the day I love that. I love that. Today I am drink. Okay, so I won this can of drink from work, like trivia. I'm very competitive. Ask anyone. I always win trivia. I'm not going to say where it's the company name because they're not sponsoring us, but um, it's an iced tea. But interestingly enough, on the back it says, each can creates two minutes of employment for coffee farmers when they need it most. I don't know exactly what that means. Um, on the back it also says, 35 milligrams caffeine, quarter coffee, same as green tea. I don't know why there would be coffee in my iced tea, but we're just rolling with it today. I want to know how many minutes farmers work, because if it's two minutes, is it even worth putting it on your bottle? It's got to be a Canadian brand. You guys are so optimistic. It's got to be. It's capitalism. (laughs) Okay, so this week we have Chris Trung on our show. He's a firefighter. I don't think he's on a calendar, so you guys may have not seen him before. I may have seen him. Chris, are you on a calendar anywhere? Yeah, it's actually on my personal account. Instead of an OnlyFans, it's called OnlyFire. Please subscribe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just one. playing. I would subscribe. Send that over to me. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll send you 10 other nope. links to that too, Carl, because I know that's here. all you're all about. No, 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 we're going to stop it here. We're going to stop it here because this is going to, yeah, no, we're going to stop it here. It's going to get a little R-rated. So before it gets R-rated, tell us what you do, Chris. Yeah, so I work as a firefighter in a pretty large department down in the Southern California area. And I also run my own Asian comedy podcast, and I just started doing a very small YouTube channel that I'm growing. So it's a little bit of everything that I like doing mostly for the community and i always find a way to help other people through some some aspect or another what's your youtube channel about so far it's been mostly a bunch of dating comedy skits but i also want to add in some more asian comedy stuff too like why is every single vietnamese person you know named nguyen (laughs) oh there's actually I know, I know. There's actually a pretty funny historical co- component to that. So I want to actually like add a little bit of comedy and, you know, help add some culture at the same time. Okay, well, first of all, it's pronounced win, like winning. <laughs> so it's, get it right, okay? Okay. Chris is a man of culture, and this drink tastes disgusting. I think they literally put coffee and iced tea. Uh, never do that. So Chris, I understand that you're also up for a promotion or like you recently got a promotion 
Right, right. So as a firefighter, I'm trained in very basic medical stuff as a firefighter EMT, but I'm actually about to become a firefighter paramedic soon. So I'm in the process of learning all of the different skills. I just intubated somebody last week. I helped somebody who was having a heart Whoa. attack, a stroke, and an overdose. So it's it's a different side, right? I'm used to actually going in, kicking down doors, and running to fire, right? Which is very basic. But now I got to actually use my brain, which is something that's a little bit foreign for me. Carl, I thought this podcast was going to be like really good, bringing together Asian people, talking about things that are wonderful. And I feel really shitty every single time we do this show. It's like we always have people who are better humans than us. <laughs> better than hell? you, okay? Don't let me oh, in there, whatever. Yet. <laughs> whatever. You know um, it's true. So now that you're basically a doctor, uh, we're going <laughs> to play a little game with you today, okay? okay. It's called Drug or Pokemon. I am going I'm done. to. You win, Chris. I'm done. <laughs> I am going to read out a name, and you're going to tell me if it is a Pokemon or a drug. Okay, you're both going to participate. Okay, is there some sort of punishment component to this? Yes, you chug your drink if you lose, and that'll be a, that'll be actually a win for me. <laughs> I, I chose a I really lose. bad day not to drink any alcohol. <laughs> not too late to grab some. Um, all right, <laughs> first off, we'll start off easy. Centret. Centret. That's easy. Right, that's 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 gotta be a Pokemon. Okay. Probably. It sounds too much like Centrum, the multivitamin. So I'm gonna go with uh what is it? Pill? Prescription? What are we doing? Drug? <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol's hitting a little bit already. That's a drug. Uh no, that is a Pokemon, I believe. Gen 2. Yes. Why did they name oh. him after a multivitamin? <laughs> That's actually the next Pokemon. It's going to be a drug Pokemon. So, <laughs> Next is Crestor. Ooh, this one sounds like a trick question. Yes. I don't want Chris to go first because I'm going to follow him. So I'm going <laughs> to go with Pokemon. Go ahead, Chris. See, Crestor, it sounds like it could either be a weird-sounded Pokemon or a erectile dysfunction type of drug so i'm not sure which i'll go with the drug it is a drug it is for oh, what the hell? it's for high cholesterol can i just mm. chug my drink now <laughs> no one's stopping you <laughs> all right next is rosarem drug all right, I'm. I don't know which one, so I'm just gonna follow Luna. I'll go with drug too. That is a drug that helps you sleep. I said it with so much mm. confidence. That's why Chris had to follow me. <laughs> you did. <laughs> this girl looks like she knows something. Uh, I mean, you've got what two out of three now? Or no, three out of three since you followed me. So let's go. Mm. How many more do we have? All right, I have a whole list, but let's go with uh, just one more. We are going with. Alteria. Pokemon? So, as someone who grew up playing Pokemon all the time as a kid to a teenager years, I'm going to say Pokemon oh. because I'm also a big nerd. <laughs> that is indeed a Pokemon. Uh, third generation dragon flying. Woohoo! Cue yeah. the clap. <laughs> Linda, don't get so excited. You lost. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'm excited because now I get to chug my drink. <laughs> should I chug the soup slash dessert or should I chug Yo, the alcohol? M grab another cup and mix it together. 
Mm-mm. Gross. Gross. See, somehow Linda is the one who lost and has to drink, but somehow I feel like I'm losing out because I'm not drinking anything right now. <laughs> next time. Next time. Okay. Um, so, Chris, how did you get into firefighting? You know, it's actually a funny story. A lot of the times you hear people who are firefighters say, like, yeah, I've always wanted to be a firefighter ever since I was a kid, since I was five years old. For me, I don't think I really did anything about it until I was about 22 or so. So back when I was a senior in high school, I would always just drive past the fire station on my way to school and just think to myself, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then later that year, during my senior year, that was when my cousin passed away, right? And he, you know, unfortunately he committed suicide. He was in his college years and he didn't really know what he wanted to do with his life, mm. right? So I kind of went through my own path like that. Kind of just fucked around, dicked around in college. Dicked around probably a little bit too much for my own good. Um, <laughs> we all we all did. We all went through that period. Right. But I still don't really know what I wanted to do because my mom was pushing me towards the medical route, wanting me to become a dentist. And it wasn't until my third year when I decided, hey, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And then I dropped out to become a firefighter. Damn, you figured it out in your third year? I figured it out in, like, first semester. <laughs> I was like, I don't really? want to do this. I took Bio 102 and all the kids in my class after, like, a three-hour lecture would go study. And I was like, I don't feel like studying. And I just knew. I just knew. But you figured it out in year three. Mm-hmm. So did you ever complete college? No, not yet. And it's funny because I, I take a lot of pride in being in college dropout and still having the life that I wanted for myself. But I'm, I'm finishing up my online degree right now. so That's amazing. As a fellow uh, college dropout, I, I identify very much with that. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I chose, I went into business because just through the process of elimination, because I hated everything else. And then I was like, business, that sounds like a lot of money. Okay, I'll, I'll go into that. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, how did your family feel about you dropping out of school? I was about this close to being disowned from my uh, my mom. So it's not even a joke. And our audience can't even see how close my fingers are to each other. Very close together. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first told my mom, she was saying, oh, firefighters, they don't make any money at all. It's a really tough job. Can't believe you're going to throw away years of college just to follow this on a whim. But I've always been someone who's very spontaneous because I remember I dropped out, signed up for firefighter classes one week later, and I, w- I was hooked, man. It was it was unfortunate because my mom, she was kind of disappointed in me for a very long time. But ever since I became a firefighter, she's been very proud. And I do help her out with a lot of the bills, so she hasn't been complaining at all. <laughs> Are you now the cousin that everybody is jealous of because your mom can't stop bragging about your career? Pretty much. So I remember I didn't like the medical route back when I was in college, right? Because I was getting bored of biology all the time. And somehow I'm becoming a firefighter now and I'm starting to become a paramedic. So I guess she won after all. You know what? Our parents are always right, whether it's right at the beginning or at some other stage in our life. I look back and I'm like, damn, you were right. I hate that you were right, but you were right. So, you know, (laughs) it all aligns somehow for you. Congrats, mom, you win. Yeah, right? The disappointment that your mom felt for 
that long period of time, how did it affect you? And did you use it to your advantage? Like, you know how some people say like, oh, pain makes you stronger and all that, mm-hmm. all that crap. I hate <laughs> that. Like, it definitely doesn't help me. <laughs> so like, how, did you utilize it to, to grow or was it just like there and it was like, whatever, fuck it. Like I disappointed my family and that's that. I, I honestly, I kind of did in a way. I've always been the type of person that doesn't really like listening to other people in terms of their negativity or how they want me to be a certain person or which path they want me to take. So her disappointment, I just was, I used, I had very thick skin, right? Mm. Whenever she would tell me how bad everything was. And it wasn't even until three years later that I actually became a firefighter that I actually started making her a little bit more proud. So during those three years, it was a lot of enduring, a lot of small menial jobs that helped to get me enough experience along the way to become a firefighter. Be honest. Did you shed some grown men sexy tears? <laughs> yeah? You shed some tears? I don't know if they were sexy, but... <laughs> uh, no, but it was pretty hard along the way. There were many times when I doubted myself. I had imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. especially when I had my first big boy job where I was responsible for driving the ambulance or something. On the opposite side of the street, so a on lot the of... opposite side of the street, right, right. You're driving code three, oh. so it's a good thing I don't fall into the typical pad Asian driver stereotype. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> if they don't put you on a calendar, I will. How about that? Oh, oh, thank you. These are goals. We'll make our own <laughs> calendar, and it's just twelve photos of Chris. Ooh. You know what? I said we weren't even going to go there. So (laughs) moving on. (laughs) Um, I I could see Carl like getting a little, Just a little flustered, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I want to go back a little bit. Chris, so earlier you mentioned that there are a lot of issues in the community. What community exactly were you referring to? And what types of issues are there? Yeah. So I'll just talk a little bit about you know, representation in my small area of Southern California. So for the department I work for, maybe there's about 1,200 firefighters total. And of those 1,200, I think only about 5% are Asian with maybe 10 Vietnamese people out of that huge number. So some of the cities that we serve in, they have like a very high Asian slash Vietnamese population. In fact, there is one one station where 80% of all of their patients are Vietnamese speaking only. So... I actually speak Vietnamese, so it's it's gotten so handy, and I'm able to help out so many of our patients whenever I get a chance to just talk to them, find out what's bothering them, and potentially give them some sort of life-saving change that they need with their assessments. And more so to the fact that when I was growing up and when I wanted to finally be a firefighter, I never really saw any Asian firefighters, so I wanted to become that Asian firefighter for next generations to look at and say like hey if he can do it i can do it too and that's also the same reason why i wanted to do the asian podcast and asian youtube is you know to kind of promote it for the next generation too wow so you're like uh you're kind of like us but you're actually a a really really good person (laughs) (laughs) you're just like us (laughs) you make a real difference out there i don't know that's subjective no, you do. I mean, those are some like big, there's some big ass goals, you know, and, and big dreams and um, aspirations that you have. Do you feel like you're right now in your career, you're just chipping away at this block of ice or like you've really made a beautiful ice sculpture? Ooh, I kind of like that. I like when the alcohol hits Th- that me. That is a very good metaphor. 
I've I've made an ice cube so far.、Mm. I'll, I'll put it like that. Okay. So I feel like I've made an impact in maybe a, a few people's lives, right? In the areas that I've helped and worked at. But I I'm trying to aim for something bigger down the line. So that's my that's my five year plan. My one day plan is to help anyone I can for right now. Yo, but、so. even an ice cube cannot make someone slip and crack their head open. So you're very powerful. But five people that are Vietnamese out of twelve hundred, you said. About about ten or so, I think. Yeah, and I, I I I'm assuming not like everyone speaks it fluently, right? And like, what、mm-hmm. what happens when you know, like, there's someone who who calls and there's an emergency, you go there and like nobody can understand them. What what's the process for that? So we'll use a lot of different resources. Sometimes we will ask maybe a family member to translate.、Mm-hmm. So that six year old, you know, Asian、mm-hmm. son who、mm-hmm. speaks just a little bit of both, maybe they'll ask him, but. We'll often do a more, a more focused assessment based on our physical findings. So we'll have to visually and physically inspect them and see what seems to be the problem. So less more so about verbally diagnosing or verbally trying to figure out what the problem is, but more physically trying to figure out what the problem is. Can you tell us about like a really dangerous case that you showed up to, like? You know, a house burning down or, or something burning down, and you had to go in there. Can you tell us about that? Like, just give、yes. us a play by play. So, I think there was one time I was gone. A it was called a five alarm fire. Which the more alarms there are, the bigger trouble that there five, is. Five, like the max. Five, five is pretty up there. It's、okay. pretty up there. So it's a large apartment style complex that was burning already. And when we got there. There was already an alert for hey everyone caution we just had part of the building fall down and hit a firefighter on its head、oh、so you know like、oh、our、God. alarms are already ringing in our heads we're like oh this building is gonna burn down any second now so my job was to go in and evacuation had already taken place but our job was to confirm everyone had already left so we're going to the apartment complex my crew and I fires burning in the attic above us everywhere and smoke all across. Halfway through the apartment complex, and I'm kicking down doors. We're going to each and every door, saying, "Fire department, is anyone in here?" Ooh,、and、say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw chills in you guys. So that was one of my bigger fires I've had working for this department, and it was a cool experience, especially me being a newer firefighter too. I'm trying to get as much experience as I can to come become more dialed, so that the next time I'll be a little bit more prepared. Sorry, you said your role in that was to make sure that you know, like, folks are coming out safely and whatnot, right? So, is it like、right. at a certain point because it's a five alarm fire or whatever, you're just like this building, like, there's you can't save it anymore. Just make sure <laughs> everyone's out safely. Yeah. So there, and this is above our firefighter level of thinking. This is like a chief level of thinking.、Mm-hmm. There are certain decision points and factors where. A building is so unsafe, or the fires have spread so long that you have to let the building burn down, or it's there's no more. It's untenable for life, or, and other factors that go into place where we'll take from an offensive, like let's get the fire knocked down, to let's just surround and drown the fire with big water.、Mm-hmm. So that's the whole strategy, strategy sort of aspect. So you run into burning buildings. You're trying to make impact within the Asian community, and I think you're going back to school, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm finishing up my bachelor's degree online right now. Sexy. All right. So you're a triple threat.、Um, uh, are you、yeah. dating? I think Carl I wants to know for real. For real. I am dating. <laughs> Carl, keep your eyes okay contained to the upper part of my body, please. And your legs closed for now. Yo, men with girlfriends. <laughs> that has never stopped me before. 
<laughs> uh, I I worry for my safety. <laughs> uh, you're a firefighter. You're all good. <laughs> we and we keep joking about you being on a calendar, obviously because we think you're sexy. Um, do you think that there's like a stereotype with like Asians and sexiness, and especially like an Asian man in in a suit, like a like a career, like a firefighter or a cop? Um, there is some sexiness to that, but I want to know your opinion. Like, do you get some of that from like, like, do you have any fans? I know you, you joked about. Are you fans, asking if he turns fans? himself on? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Like, like, does he get? Does he? You know, does he get that from other people besides us, his fans? I I will say that a lot of people do support me in my career right now to the extent of you know fanboying over me and drooling on me. I I don't think so quite yet. I'm still in the infancy of your lips. my podcast. <laughs> don't call me out like that. <laughs> so you do have yeah. a little fan club. People think you're people think you're pretty cute. It's it's small and growing. It's small and growing. Got it. And what do you think about like uh, I don't know, like the stereotype that Asian men are. You know, not, not that cu- attractive. Yeah, not that attractive, not that good looking, not the first one that, you know, a woman would pick. Like, what do you think about that? You know, I think it's it's a product of what's happened by our representation in mainstream media, right? Mm-hmm. So for years now in all of the movies, we've either had that nerdy Asian character or we had some sort of very stereotypical Asian martial arts character, right? Mm-hmm. And... As, as great as the role was for actually giving Asian Americans some presence on screen, Ken Jeong's character in The Hangover, right? That's the mm-hmm. epitome of Asian emasculination, right? right. So I, I think it's great that he accepted it for what it was at the time. But stuff like that, it demoralizes and it affects how the rest of Asian American men are viewed as, which I think we're pretty fucking awesome. Take a look at Simi Liu, who just had his own Marvel movie. So mm-hmm. we're, we're making our way. I, I also just want accurate um, Asian representation in mainstream media. Like, like I've seen so many movies where, like, Asians wear shoes inside the house. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? <laughs> That's what you focus on? <laughs> like, this is some white people bullshit where Asian people are wearing shoes inside the house. No, I don't. I don't buy that. We got to get a fact checker. Yeah, get them Yeah, slippers. but you know what? That's what this is what it tells me that you don't have diversity within your crew. Like you don't have anybody pointing that out. Like, hey, hey, wait, take off your shoes, please. We don't do that. Right. And I, I've seen so many I've talked to a lot of like writers and showrunners and that kind of stuff, right? And it is so, so, so white, right? And that's why so many so many like really insensitive or like racist things I get past them because mm-hmm. nobody in the room has the experience to call that out. And the actors themselves, like, very often they're like, I just want to feed myself. I want a job. I'm not going to rock the boat or cause trouble, even though it's inaccurate representation. Right? So I definitely think that's something that needs to be fixed. That's why we have Chris uh, doing his podcast and his YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, be that ice cube that cracks someone's head open. (laughs) Uh, One day it'll be a beautiful ice sculpture, I hope. (laughs) So you're paving the way for a lot of things. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, so, Chris, you've had a really diverse background of just, you know, like any of us, um, humans are complicated. You've had things happen in your life, the path that you've chosen. You've kind of deviated from what others have seen for you. Uh, what have you learned in, like, the past few years that have really grounded you as a person? 
Because I can imagine like being a firefighter is tough. And you mentioned you have thick skin. So there's mm-hmm. always things coming your way, right? What have you learned? Right. I, number one, I didn't learn that much in college, obviously. <laughs> hence, <laughs> me needing neither, a by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it all really stems down to you got to follow your own path right? Not someone else's. So my mom, I told you guys, she wanted me to become a dentist. And I think that's a very common story that you hear amongst a lot of Asian Americans. They want to please their Asian parents. They want to follow the path. And then maybe 10 years into their career, they figure out, hey, I don't like what I'm doing. And then they do a career switch. Mm -hmm. For me, I was a little bit earlier than that. I decided to do it halfway through college, which I guess for some is still late, but I'm, I'm very happy with what I do now. I'm very happy that I was able to figure out that what she wanted me to do wasn't going to make me happy. So I had to follow what I wanted to do, what my heart spoke to me, in a sense. Yeah, Chris, are you a first-generation um, Asian-American? I am, yeah. Yeah, so my mom came over here when she was around 18 or so. Yeah, and that's what I find a lot with, um, especially first-generation folks, right? Like, your parents, like, sacrifice a lot for you, and, you know, like, they want you to have stability, and it's our way of, like kind of like paying back or just like doing whatever they want and then later in life we realize that we live our lives like for ourselves not for other people right so i i, I do wish more people would uh recognize that like like you earlier in life and i think that's really great that you did yeah i think it's also important for um Asian kids to know that it's okay to not do what your parents want you to do. I feel like there's so much fear around it. It's no. like, what are they gonna think? Don't Am say I gonna that. Get my ass beat? Don't Am say I that. Asian beat? parents aren't gonna let their kids listen to this podcast if we say that. <laughs> They're all gonna Guys, run wild. Worry. They're gonna run wild. It's okay to be a disappointment to your parents. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> because you know what? The reality is, you are gonna disappoint them over and over and over again. Like in your. 20s and your 30s and your 40s and your 50s there's always going to be something that they're not so happy about so just go and do whatever you want to do moral of the story is like there's like you can be a disappointment and unhappy and a disappointment and happy so might as well be happy while you're a disappointment there you go exactly and have a drink while you're at it fuck that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so chris um as you may know i am a cancer so that means I cry a lot and I am easily offended and I <laughs> I don't have very thick skin. Um, how do you deal with the haters? Honestly, I've I just ignore what they say or I, I make jokes about how they act a certain way towards me. So I do get a lot of people who make fun of the fact that I have my own podcast or that I just started up my own YouTube and I, I post some very silly TikToks. A, a lot of them, even even I'll objectively say, ooh, yeah, some of this stuff is kind of cringy. <laughs> and, but I'm okay with it because I just send it to the universe, send it out, see what happens. And I'm not really afraid of what anyone else talks down to me on because I know like my own value. Mm-hmm. And people will always keep talking smack. But at the end of the day, you got to focus on what you want to do and what's going to make you happier in life. Yeah, you really got to be like, uh, I've been telling myself this a lot, not that I'm even, you know, big on the internet or like we have this podcast and it's great, but um, I've I've realized like you really just have to be Beyonce to the bullshit on the internet. <laughs> you really do. You know, if you if you follow her, like she doesn't respond 
to a lot of like the drama that happens or what the internet says about her. So like, yeah, you don't like you shouldn't care about what others think because they're all just internet bullies or you know just people who want to talk shit because they're not doing it. You gotta channel your inner Beyonce. Yep, I like yeah. that. <laughs> you have as many hours in a day as Beyonce. Mm. I don't know what that means, but work hard, keep doing what you're doing, and be Beyonce. You are Beyonce always. Now, if only I could be Beyonce when I ever do karaoke. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're not going to get into that. My voice sucks. And the more I drink, uh, the more I drink, the better I think I am, which I think is true for everybody, actually, yes. <laughs> now that I think about it. I like that. <laughs> and finally, Chris, uh, for everyone out there who may be wondering, how can they get into firefighting? Yeah, so with firefighting, what you need, first of all, is either some sort of firefighting class and a firefighter academy. So some firefighter academies, these are the ones that are held by your community colleges. You may or may not need a couple of prerequisite firefighting classes to actually join them. And then from there, it's about a four-month, 16-week-long process of intense day-to-day grinds on the actual (laughs) tower. Right, you're pulling... Sorry, this <laughs> Sorry, this is not funny, but I feel like Carl's taking mental notes. Like, this is how I meet more Chris's. <laughs> and all I heard was grinding. And that moment, I heard grinding. And I was like, that is exactly why Carl's going to be a firefighter next. Your mind I is did see a twinkle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm too pretty to do uh, physical labor. So I'm sorry, Chris. Carry on. I heard grinding is the last thing I heard. And fire hoses. <laughs> See, I'm just giving all the cars buzzwords right now. So <laughs> Yep, buzzing for sure. Yeah, but once you get your actual college academy done, that's when you can actually start applying for some of these more municipal fire departments. And they might put you through their own fire academy. It's also good to get a lot of real life experience. So it's helpful to work as an EMT. It's helpful to work as a wildland firefighter get some experience, and then that's how you can get hired. Well, thanks so much for being here with us today, Chris. It was a lot of laughs. I can't tell if it was you or the drinks, but it was a fun time, so thank you. Uh, As we we close out the show, I want to know if there's a drink named after you based on the life that you've lived um, and the experiences that you've had. What would the name of that drink be, one? And two, what ingredients go into it that make it you? Let's see. I think it would be called disappointment ball of fire that turns out to be not so bad Ooh, okay all right and what ingredients are in that (laughs) that sounds good i want some of that so it's a little bit of discipline it's a little bit of struggle it's a little bit of why am i even bothering trying to figure myself out and you know it all worked out eventually so i think the drink it warms up to you you gotta you gotta sip on it I think I'd enjoy it better with some sexy tears. (laughs) Sexy man tears. That's definitely true. Sexy man tears. (laughs) I love that eventually everything will work out. Uh, That's the most important ingredient in the drink, I think. Um, Chris, uh, before we let you go, uh, is there anything you want to plug for us? Yeah, you know, I do have the podcast out, the Just Asian Things podcast. So we just kind of goof around, talk about always being compared to our Asian cousins where we're not good enough for our parents. We also talk a little bit about our representation in movies. And more importantly, we talk about dating and basically compare ourselves to other people too. So a little bit of that. Yo, we definitely inherited that from our parents, just comparing everyone to everything. Yeah. And um, also your YouTube channel. What's how, Where can we find you? Yeah, I'm on YouTube. 
and you guys can search me up at c.trizzy. That's my street name. Not that not too many people call me that, but I post up some funny-ish dating videos and more Asian stuff to come out soon. All right, I'll I'll take a look into that, and then we'll probably put it in our Instagram stories or something. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Gambe. Um, you can find us on Instagram at rise.network and Gambe Podcast, and um, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Peace.